Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode here on Blog Talk Radio of The Stoop. And boy, have I missed all of you listeners. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me, as always, is the shark himself, my buddy, my pal, my confidant. He is the man, Jeff Perini. What's going on, brother? Great to be here. Another Mega Monday. And uh, man, it feels like an eternity since we were here last. Uh, A lot went on. Long week. Hey, you know, I missed the Thursday night gig, but uh, we're back there for Monday. And uh, I want to start off by saying happy Mother's Day to every mother and woman listening out there. Uh, yesterday was a big day, and big day with my mom, and congratulations, of course, to your wife and Mother's Day. And uh, that's it. I'm ready to go. Thank you. Absolutely. Happy Mother's Day to all of our incredible listeners out there and to the listeners' mothers and wives and sisters and everybody that has a baby. You're all mothers. Happy Mother's Day. We hope you enjoyed your day. Every day should be Mother's Day. That's how I feel. But it's only marked down for one day a year. To me, every day is Mother's Day, man. Pretty much. If it's not Mother, it's Mother Effers Day. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the working. Oh, yeah. That's every day. That is the truth. That is the truth. But we're going to have a great, great show here tonight on The Stoop. It's May 9th. Um, you're right, man. It feels like an eternity since we've been on the air, and it was only just last week we were here. Um, Got to send a huge shout-out and a thank you to our uh, guest from last Monday, Danny Boy O'Connor from the iconic, legendary hip-hop group House of Pain for joining us last week uh, to talk about his uh, project with trying to save the Curtis Brothers' house from the movie The Outsiders. Um, and they hit $21,000 on their GoFundMe. Um, just an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal number. Danny, uh, Danny's just doing a great job with that house, and I cannot wait to see it once he turns it into a museum. Ralph Macchio tweeted it out the other night, who we all know is Johnny Cade in The Outsiders. Um, you know, he's got something going on with C. Thomas Howe. Just some great, great stuff. So you can check them out, facebook.com slash The Outsiders House, or gofundme.com slash, I believe, it's just Outsider's House, but you can check out our uh, page on Facebook for that link, and it's still up there. And if you have uh, the money, donate a couple of dollars. It's a great cause, um, and Danny, Danny O'Connor is doing a phenomenal job with it. He was a real fun guest, man. We had a really good time, uh, Jeff, and I, 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 for one, can't wait for him to come back so we could talk about House of Pain, his early rap days, La Coca Nostra, and all of the, the great music that uh, him and his uh, boys put out, man. Yeah, it was great, and uh, he came in mostly, like I said, to talk about the outsider house. He asked if we would put House of Pain to the side, and we did, and he had a lot of great stuff to talk about, good stories, and uh, he's a regular dude, man. It's like the kind of guy I'd hang out at the corner with and just tell stories. It was really uh, a great show, and uh, the project is outstanding. Absolutely. You know what, and I, and I love how the guests we have on always stay in touch with us, and we always stay in touch with them, and they somehow, which is great, and I absolutely love it, they become like – family members to this show, man. I absolutely love it. Um, it, it. It just keeps on coming, man. Tonight we have a great guest with us. Actress Nancy Vallon is going to be joining us. And if you don't know her, she was Jenny and Loverboy, Samantha Thomas on the hit show Baywatch. She had spots in Full House and Saved by the Bell. She was in Porky's Revenge. I mean, you can't look at Nancy Vallon's face and not recognize her from something because it seemed to be, and she wasn't in an abundance of things, but she was in those things that it seems everybody has seen at least once or twice, and you always remember her face. She's an, she's an ex, absolutely phenomenally beautiful actress, beautifully talented. Um, so we're going to talk to her a little bit about her acting career, we're going to, and most of all, we're going to talk to her about her passion and love for nutrition, because that's what she seems to be involved in most. So really looking forward to uh, talking to Nancy at the uh, 8 o'clock hour. She will be joining us here on The Stoop. Um, Jeff, I know you're looking forward to that. You and I have both been fans of Nancy's for a long time. Absolutely. Um, I know we have a lot of uh, music acts on the show, and it seems we get a lot of musicians here. But uh, when you first started talking about it, the project, and Jeff reached out to some actors and actresses, I started thinking like people of the 80s, 90s, and the first name, honestly, and I think I told you this, the first name that came to mind was Nancy Ballin. Where yes. was she? I love to talk to Nancy. love to get her here. Seemed like an enjoyable person, and, and we got her, and I'm, I'm beyond excited to have her here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because when you said that just the day before, I sat down and put Loverboy on, and my wife watched it for the very first time. Absolutely oh, phenomenal movie. Check it out. Senior it. Pizza. Extra anchovies, <laughs> man. Um, yep, get your extra anchovies. Awesome stuff. 
Yes, can't wait to talk to Nancy in just a little bit. Uh, a, little, a little sad and somber news here. Uh, first, actor William Schallert, uh passed away at the age of 93. Longtime activist, phenomenal human being. If you don't remember him, he was on the Patty Duke show, among so many other things. You cannot recognize his face. He was just in everything from Westerns to movies to television shows. Um, it, it had a very, very long run. It's just... Once again, the irony that Patty Duke passes away and now her TV father passes away, you know. But he had a great, great, long, long run, passed away at the age of 93. You know, I, re- I remember William Shallot first from so many things, Jeff. But one of the things I remember him the most, and I always got a kick out of him playing this character, was Dean Kramer in House Party 2 where he takes, um, you know, kids, uh, you know, college ID and he bites it and he throws it on the ground. He's stomping on it and he's calling him deadbeat, deadbeat, deadbeat. It was just such a cool part for William Shallert, man. So, uh, you know, our condolences out to the, uh, you know, the Shallert family and friends. Uh, Another phenomenal actor, you know, now gone, Jeff. Been a tough 2016, as we discussed here a lot. Uh, Losing a lot of talent. And uh, he was a great character actor, a guy you you would definitely recognize the face if you didn't know the name. I saw you post it, and I was like, wow. You know, uh, so, yeah, definitely memorable. Great actor. Uh, Lived a good full life, though, like I said, uh, Shame. No, no. And then yesterday, it's like, man, 20, 2016 is just slapping us in the face with, um, you know, the deaths of so many famous people. And then we had a hoax yesterday. That I, I signed on to Facebook, and one of my friends put up this thing that Anthony Hopkins passed away. I said, oh, my God, are you insane? Is this just – what the hell is going on? You know? It's just every time you seem to jump on a computer or put on a TV, it seems to be somebody's passing away. And then when I saw that, it was a hoax. I was like, oh, thank God. You know, because it's like – how many damn people, especially legends and iconic people, are we going to lose in 2016? And it's just the beginning of May, Jeff. Scary times, man. I know. Yeah. And the hoaxes are getting carried away. The other day was the uh, Adam Sandler hoax and, uh, like you said, Anthony Hopkins hoax. And it's bad enough for a lot of people, a lot of talent that I loved growing up and modern day are dying. And then why hoax? Why jinx? Let people live, man. Let them live. I don't know what people get off by doing that, man. I don't know. I wrote on guys. I, I just, you know what? To me, it's those same people that send out those spam emails, you know, that, you know, do the prank phone calls. What do you get out of it? You really don't get nothing but making people upset and pissing people off. I just don't understand it. Speaking of a oh, spam email, I just want everybody to know that um, after tonight's show, I'm going to be moving to uh, Zimbabwe, the Prince of Zimbabwe. <laughs> wants me to marry his daughter and inherit $50 million. So adios, work. I'm out of here. Ooh, Sweet, man. Excited. So uh, next week we'll be doing the stoop from Zimbabwe. Yeah, me and the prince and his daughter. And uh, it's going to be my wedding show. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Live here on the stoop, Monday night. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. So let's jump into it, man. We have a few a few minutes before we're joined by the incredible Nancy Vallon. Uh, so we're going to do our top five list tonight. And in honor of Nancy Mal, we're going to do our top five favorite 80s actresses. Um, this was, was, wasn't was as tough as I thought it would be. As soon as I started thinking, I knew right away who I wanted to list and who I wanted to put. Uh, pretty cool list for me, I have to say. Man, I had a lot of fun with this. But Jeff, kick it off, my bro. All right. Tough one for me again. Also, a uh, little age difference. 80s for me was really the growing up age. And we started discovering these actresses and you know, they're on here for a little bit of everything. Their looks, their talent, their skill, and just seeing them. And uh, number five, of course, is the infamous Ty. Uh, oh, yeah. I got a... Uh, the first, like, real sex symbol for me in the 80s was uh, Heather Thomas. Uh, I remember her from The Fall Guy. And uh, she was in a movie, Zap, with Scott Bayo, Blonde. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a great build. And, uh, you know, she started doing some lower-end movies, Cyclone. Then she kicked off 1990 with a very poor, red-blooded American girl, and that was kind of the end. But uh, great. Heather Thomas loved her. Um, tie with her, uh, number five. Everybody in the 80s. Phoebe Cates, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, who doesn't remember the scene, the swimming pool scene, and uh, the scene with the carrot in the cafeteria with the uh, oral sex instructions. Great, man. Phoebe Cates, good actor. And... Uh, this is just a great girl. Uh, number four for me, and again, not just because she's here tonight. Obviously, I've been a fan of hers a long time. Is yep. Nancy Valen. Love Nancy. Love her boy. is an awesome movie. Um, a couple other pieces she was in, uh, Porky's Revenge, as we said, um, and Heavenly Kid. Uh, love Nancy. Great and movie. The long, the long black curly hair. She was just 
terrific. And Jenny was that girl in Loverboy that you just, oh, everybody loved Jenny. You know, you hated Patrick Dempsey for making her cry and breaking her heart. That was the girl um, everybody wanted to be with, man, was it Jenny? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Everybody loved Jenny. Number three, uh, Jamie Gertz. Oh, in the 80s, Jamie Gertz was everywhere, less than zero. And um, I'm sorry, less, less than zero in the, the Lost Boys. Uh, no. Just another really attractive girl and a great actress. And she was uh, always star, felt, star, <laughs> star. <laughs> you always felt connected to her some way and just watching her movies, man. She was just awesome. I love Jamie Gertz. And then she made a comeback with um, some TV stuff in the 2000s. And uh, always like Jamie Gertz, big on my list. Uh, number one, number two was a tight race. Number two to me was Miss Eighties. Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue was all over the eighties. Karate Kid and Adventures in Babysitting, Cocktail and Back to the Future Two. And she was so cute and her acting was so good. She was in so much like you couldn't survive the eighties and without being an Elizabeth Shue fan. She was everywhere and she was such a terrific actress. Let me uh, let me ask you this question before you go to number one, and it's about Elizabeth Chu because it's pretty funny that I was thinking about this earlier when I was thinking about uh, '80s actresses. Is is her head just phenomenally bigger than most people? <laughs> because if you watch Karate Kid and you see her next to Ralph Macchio, and 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 I've met Ralph Macchio in person and I've and I've had a conversation with him, his his head to me seems normal, and her head was just like three times the size. It was, it was kind of scary. Never noticed that. I never. Uh, then again, she usually plays alongside smaller guys: Tom Cruise, Ralph Macchio. Nick Cage. So Nick Cage. No, Nick Cage. Don't get me started with Nick Cage. We don't do that on this show. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now I'm going to watch every movie. and I'm just going to look at that head and be like, "That's a big head." But uh, that's a big pretty, head. Elizabeth Shue, love her. And number one, somebody that's still going strong for me. But in the '80s, uh, when she first came out. Uh, I was a fan immediately, loved her. Heather Locklear, um, some smaller stuff in the 80s that got her started, but, man, she was an 80s girl, T.J. Hooker, and then she made her way on Dynasty. So she played, like, good cop on T.J. Hooker, and then, like, uh, the super sad, the soap opera star in Dynasty. Beautiful, man, just beautiful and talented and spunky, and then she made her way through the 90s and the 2000s, and she married some bad boy rockers, but... You know, I, I've always been a fan of Heather Locklear, and uh, she gets my number one on this list. A good list, I felt. Could have been a lot of names, but uh, I narrowed it down. That's 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 a great list, man. I like it. And we actually have one person the same. Out of all of those phenomenal actresses in the age, we only have one person the same, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, um, Let's see. I'm going to start off with mine, and I have the infamous tie at number five tonight again. Go figure. Uh, number five. Kelly Lynch. Um, I just always liked her as an actress, but just was blown away by her appearance. Uh, two of the best movies that I think coming out of the 80s, Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze, Cocktail with Tom Cruise, um, and she was just gorgeous in both. Number five, Ty Dare. We had this the same Jamie Gertz, Lost Boys, just so many phenomenal movies in the 80s. It was one of those faces that when you saw her, you just had to watch that movie. Uh, number four, and I got to tell her this, and she thanked me for it and laughed, and it, it was it was really cool getting to tell her this. But I had a major major crush on her growing up as a kid. Tony Hudson from Just One of the Guys. Um, if you don't remember wow. who she was, yes, check it out. And I got to tell her that I was gonna meet her at Children's Theater. She was looking forward to meeting me, but unfortunately, I didn't get to uh, to go. A couple of uh, I believe it was two or three shows ago now. Um, didn't get to do it unfortunately, and. Uh, but I got to talk to her, and I got to tell her, and that was pretty cool, man. That was like a little – I kind of fangirled out there, man. It was pre- pretty, pretty cool for me. <laughs> uh, number three, just thought she was so beautiful, loved the accent, um, the running man, great movie, Maria Conchita Alonso. There was just something about Maria Conchita Alonso that just, just you know, made me a happy guy in the 80s. Um, number, number two, and, you know, we could talk about the experts, Spellbinder, Twins. And she's still just phenomenally gorgeous today, and she's always been just a funny actor. She could do drama. She could do comedy. I got to go with Kelly Preston as my number two. And number one, um, still still have a crush on her today. I think she's absolutely not only just beautiful, but just a phenomenal, phenomenal actress in so many things. Back to the Beach, Full House. Lori Laughlin is my number one, man. Oh, that's that's great. That's a great number one, definitely. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. All right, man. Uh, uh, 
Real nice. It, nice list. It, 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 it's, you know what, man? I, I like coming up with these lists, man. I really, really do. It's just it's, – it's fun to reminisce. It's fun to go back and think – Wow, you know, because I was looking at a list of some 80s actresses today, you know, just to see if I forgot somebody, and so many popped up that I just, man, I couldn't, just just couldn't remember, like, it just, like, blew into my head. Um, one was, the, uh, one that, you know, Nancy Valen, absolutely in my top ten, um, the one who played, and I, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head for the life of me, and it bothers me, the one who played Sloan, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, Mia Sarah. She was close Mia to my Sarah, list. She, man, she was off. Everybody wanted to cut school with Mia Sarah. Absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. She, I, uh, she was in my top ten. She definitely was. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and then you had your Jennifer Grace. Um, you know, you had, uh, you, you know, you had your Elizabeth Perkins. You know, there was a lot of actresses you can go through. And then you look at, you know, some of the, uh, you know, like the Rebecca De Mornays. Uh, you know, seriously, you could go on and on, man. You you really could. Yeah, you know, uh, so. Kelly LeBron was one that I thought of. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at Susan Sarandon, you look yeah. at Gina Davis was in so many things in the late 80s, going into the early 90s. Daryl Hannah is one of them. Uh, you know, Goldie Hawn, I mean, she was in everything in the 80s. I mean, she was, you know, a staple of the 80s, basically. So, you know, it, a lot of was- phenomenal. What was that? It was definitely great times and, and good movies. I love yes. my 80s movies, man. I love them. I, I could watch them for hours. I love them so much. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. was thinking about watching The Last Dragon yesterday, but didn't, so. <laughs> Vanity, another beauty, you know, coming yeah. out of the 80s. So, unfortunately, she's no longer with us, but. All right, man, let's get into uh, some news-related items here. Let's talk about this real quick because we always talk about football. We love talking about the NFL. Big shakeup at ESPN today with the NFL coverage. Ray Lewis, Chris Carter out, Randy Moss in. What do you think of this, Jeff? I'm not a big fan of Randy Moss as a commentator. Um, I, I started to like what Ray Lewis was doing. I started to think that Chris Carter... <laughs> yeah, he was, he was crossing the line a little bit. He he tried to make it more about him, and it, I hate to say it over the air, it started to get a little racist with Chris Carter. And I'm just not a fan. I think, you know, a lot of a lot of unnecessary noise. Ray Lewis, I grew to like, but uh, yeah, big shakeup. And uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we um, also announced they're going to have a new um, play-by-play announcer. So uh, yeah, a lot of big shakeups on Monday night. Yes, absolutely. I don't know, man. You know what? I, I actually like Randy Moss in this stance. I thought he was brutally honest, very blunt, and I like that about him. Um, he wasn't playing favorites for anybody. Um, Ray Lewis, I just I just can't look at the guy, man. I don't care how good he is, how bad he is. I just can't look at the guy. I'm just sickened by him. Uh, Chris Carter, um, like you said, yeah, he just got way out of control, man. This is a guy that should have been off of TV probably three years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and you know and I and I felt that way about Sterling, uh, not uh, Shannon Sharp as well. So Shannon Sharp is, was brutal. Shannon Sharp is brutal. Uh, Chris Carter got to be brutal. I love. I love Tom Jackson. Uh, like he's legendary, and all these guys try to be like Tom Jackson. Tom's cool. He's smooth. He knows the game. He always had a great rapport with Chris Berman. And all these other guys get lambmouth. I started liking Keyshawn um, Keyshawn Johnson. He's he's got the the outspoken voice, and I like it because he's not boisterous about it. He just kind of tells I, you like it is. You know, I think Keyshawn Johnson really grew up from this time with the Jets, yeah. and even uh, you know um, who who was he with after it wasn't, it wasn't the Jags. It was um, the Panthers, yeah, the I believe. Was it and, the Bucks, yes, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. But even even at that time, I think he really grew up, and I actually like his announcing. I really do. I think it's a phenomenal. Yeah, I I really do think he does a good job, and I do like Keyshawn Johnson a lot. But we'll see how it uh, works out for ESPN uh, and their NFL football coverage this upcoming season. But huge shakeup, man. Um, yeah, big let's jump. Fun. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's going to be fun to see what happens there, man. I wonder if they're going to bring in even more people now because they got rid of two and they're only going to bring in one. You know, they're probably saving a spot for somebody, man. So be interested sure. to see who it's going to be. All right, man. NBA playoff time, man. Cleveland Cavaliers swept the Atlanta Hawks four games to zero. Toronto Raptors, Miami Heat. Toronto's going two games to one right now, and whoever wins that series plays the Cavaliers to go to the NBA Finals. Over on the West, Golden State Warriors, two games to one over the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers squeaked out a game three win last night. And the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Spurs are tied two games apiece, man. Are you shocked by that? Very shocked by that. You know how I am about the Spurs. I, you know, I thought that was the team that could really challenge 
uh, Golden State in the West. But uh, Oklahoma City's got players. They got good coaching. Um, they've been playing well. They've, they've held. I mean, they got the first. They got blown apart in the first game, and you're like, well, oh, that's over. But but they stuck to it, and they they played good ball, and uh, kind of rooting for them now. I mean, they're they're making it competitive. Of course, Golden State, you know, with the whole Steph Curry, and he's not 100. percent uh, you know, Portland's got a better team than we thought. I know me and you didn't see much out of them coming into it, but they've held the room. I, I, I like Portland. I love Damian Lillard. I, I, I love McCollum. I think they have a really underrated team. It would be real funny if the Spurs win and the Portland Trailblazers win and they meet and Portland takes out the Spurs with LaMarcus Aldridge after he just left to go to the Spurs. <laughs> I kind of like stories like that, yeah. man. That would be beautiful. It's a little bit of a long shot, but uh, – yeah, Portland's a team you could root for. It's a team I've always liked. They've always had good talent, kind of underrated, small city, all the way up in the middle of nowhere. But, uh, yeah, they're they're making some noise. It's fun to Absolutely, watch. Man. Absolutely, man. It'll be fun to see what happens there. Um, Cantor and, and Adams are doing a phenomenal job on Duncan. He's pretty much disappeared. He's a ghost in, in this series. So I think that's one of the big reasons why this series is tied up at 2-2. Really think the Thunder can take this, man. I really do. I think uh, Spurs age is showing here. So, It'll be interesting to see, man. I really think Toronto can can take out Miami, although a Cleveland-Miami series would be kind of fun with uh, LBJ playing his former team. And, you know, Wade's going to play his ass off just to see if he can win that series and show LeBron James up. So it'd be real interesting to see if that happens. But I really want to see Toronto go forward, beat Cleveland, go into the NBA Finals. Would love to see the Raptors win an NBA Finals, man. Would be phenomenal. So It would be, uh, be huge for the NBA to get a team like Toronto in there get a Canadian team, broaden the horizon. I mean, the finals may not be a big watch for some people if Toronto gets there, but kind of think the NBA needs Toronto. And maybe important, Toronto and Portland would be phenomenal for the NBA. I was thinking that. I was just thinking that, man. I think that would be phenomenal. Uh, NHL playoffs, man. Tampa Bay Lightning are now in Eastern Conference Finals after defeating the New York Islanders four games to one. Capitals and Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh leads three to two. Uh, over on the western uh, side, San Jose Sharks lead 3-2 against the Predators, and the St. Louis Blues lead the Dallas Stars 3-2. Any shocks here? Because, to be honest, none of this shocks me, man. Uh, no, pretty much uh, on the cuff. I was a little surprised at how well St. Louis has played. I had them getting eliminated by Chicago. And then they got Dallas. It always seems like a team that's so close to blowing it, but they're showing uh, a lot of mocking, man. St. Louis looks good. I'm really pulling for Nashville. No disrespect for San Jose. They got a good club, but uh, I'm a Lavillette guy, man. I like what he did here. I like what he's done in Nashville. His team's come ready to play, especially playoff time. I'd like to see them pull it off. Um, I've been saying I've been saying it for days now on Facebook, and I've been telling all my Pittsburgh people if there's one team out there that can beat Pittsburgh, it's Tampa. They got the speed. They definitely got size on defense, and they got good goaltending. Tampa is a dangerous club. Great, great. A lot of upcoming guys down here in Tampa, man. Be interesting to see, man. A lot of ex-Rangers down there that the Rangers let walk away. You know, the Rangers fans are going to be crying about that. So, ah, oh, man. All right, man. <laughs> Let's jump on this real quick, man. I want to get your uh, take on this. We got these rumors of an MMA taking on boxing type of match. Floyd douchebag Mayweather would be coming out of retirement <laughs> to fight Conor McGregor. What do you think about this? And I really hope it happens because I would love to see Conor McGregor just destroyed Floyd Mayweather. First of all, I'm very disappointed because I was about to cut in and call him Floyd Douchebag Merriweather. I want to see somebody knock this guy right the hell out, and I would love to see McGregor. Uh, of course, he'll, you know, Mayweather want to do it boxing style, I'm sure, and then that's his advantage. But if you do an MMA style, an open style fighting, anything goes, McGregor would knock him sideways, and I would love to see it. I just, that's a guy that really... Even, even straight up boxing, I think McGregor could take him out. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. No. Dude, man, no. listen, did you, have you seen Mayweather's last bunch of, like, even his last five fights? The guy is not good, man. He's not well, that good. He, he's going in it with that big money, closed-minded style of all I got to do is show up. And uh, and the names are not huge. There's not a lot of huge names in boxing. So no, maybe, yeah, all right. Put him up against, uh, put him up, yeah, boxing is dead. Put him up against a big MMA name. But, yeah, boxing, and I love boxing. But it's losing it, and it's a shame. To me, boxing hasn't been good since the beginning of the early 2000s. And even on that part, it was starting to die down. I feel like when the Mickey Wards, Arturo Gotti Wars started ending, and then all the big heavyweights, the Lennox Lewis's, the Evander Holyfields, 
uh, the Mike Tysons, when they started dropping out of the game, it just died out, man. I mean, if, you know, in the beginning there, when the Klitschko's first came out, it was starting to look like it was getting a little rejuvenated, but there was just no competition, man. There is none. And anybody that looked like there were going to be competition uh, would go out and get flattened by some nobody and, and ruin it again. And it seemed to happen a lot. There was names. Uh, the one I remember the most is Shannon Briggs, a big heavyweight with the dreadlocks. And everybody's like, oh, this guy, the next Tyson. Then he gets flattened by some nobody and then couldn't find his way. Tommy Morrison, all these guys that we thought were going to be next. Just couldn't live up to the hype, and then it did. It faded right around that time. You're exactly right. Yeah. Man, I, I would kill to see guys like Julio Cesar Chavez, Hector Macho Camacho, Arturo Gotti, Mickey Ward, all back in the ring, man, because, man, that's when boxing was just – it was great, yeah. dude. It, it was just yeah. – it was. Um, you looked forward to it. To me, that was like old-school WWF pay-per-views, man. You looked forward yeah. to it, and you had to watch it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It kind of lost its steam the way um, the WW, uh, WCW did after the whole Sting thing when he finally uh, came down and wrestled Hogan. And things like that, they fade away. And, uh, yeah, Saturday nights, man, me and the boys, instead of going out on the town drinking, though, we would go to a buddy's house. We would get wings and get beer, and we would sit there all night long and watch the pre-fights and then the big fight, and then that was it. There were good times. I used to love those days. Absolutely, man. Man, I, I tell you, man, I, the, the the last couple of mornings I've been getting up real early for work. This morning I was up at 3.30 in the morning to go to work and uh, had a few, you know, about a half hour, 45 minutes to uh, just, you know, decompress, eat breakfast and get myself ready for the day and uh, watch an old episode from, uh, it was the first episode of 1997 of WCW Monday Nitro. And wow. Man, just watching these guys come out, watching Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero fight and psychosis and, you know, dude, even people like JL and Super Calo and, oh, man, dude, it, 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 man, such good matches, dude. I, I miss those days of wrestling. I really do. Yeah, like I said, for me, it was the uh, it was the Saturday mornings. It was uh, Hogan and the Warrior and Randy Savage. and. Uh, oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong, man. Those, those are the days, man. Those are the days. I miss those days, man. I miss... You know, the Rick Rudes, the Ted DiBiase's, I miss, you know, the Big Boss Mans and, and, you know, the Legion of Doom and Demolition. I mean, Strike Force, such, you know, incredible, incredible wrestlers, man. But to me, you know, once they started getting away from the real gimmicky stuff and started going to where bad guys were good and stuff, that little block there between 95 and 98, man, wrestling just took on a life of its own, brother. And it was just, it was fun. It was fun with two yeah. competitions going on and switching back and forth through commercials because we didn't have DVRs at that time. You know, I had my right. phone would ring. They're like, yo, man, are you watching Raw or Nitro? I'm like, I'm watching Raw. Switch to Nitro, switch to Nitro. Look who's there. And then all of a sudden you see all these guys from WWF going over WCW and vice versa and people from ECW going to both um, organizations. Man, I missed that, man. Great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, we'll be joined by Nancy Valen in just a little bit. Uh, continue talking about what's going on in the world. Um, you know, we don't talk politics. We talk more pop culture and entertainment and sports. Uh, what do you think of this one, man? Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon Osbourne after 30, I think they said 33 years, Sharon kicked them out. They're splitting up because she caught him cheating. My question to you is, what girl in their right mind would sleep with Ozzy Osbourne besides Sharon Osbourne? <laughs> I think you're wrong there. I think uh, I don't think it was some 21-year-old. But, uh, you know, women in their 30s. I wouldn't 30s, doubt it, man. Come on, man. You know Ozzy. It's Ozzy. I mean, for guys, listen, it's Oz, like... Uh, listen, Ozzy's no Will Chamberlain and Ozzy's no Lemmy. But it's still Ozzy. I mean, uh, yeah. for me, like, I, I never found Lita Ford that attractive, but it's Lita Ford. I mean, it's like, hey, man, it's not for me, but if you're a rock groupie, man, it's... Yeah, the rock star, man, it's all about that rock star thing. The, the girls, the guys, it's, it's something about a rock star. Never really did much for me. I'm uh, I'm more of a uh, nurse guy. I like my nurses. <laughs> I mean, even, even as a rock star, if you're skeevy, you're skeevy, man. I don't know. That's just, you know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. it's a rumor for a while that Sharon is moving on, and uh, I don't really see what goes on with those two. She seems like she's taking on a celebrity role of her own, and uh, she's a lot more proper, and then you got slopping, slobby, Ozzy. <laughs> 
shitting all over the but place. I stepped in dog shit. Oh man, unbelievable, man. All right, man, real quick, I I gotta throw this out there. Janet Jackson pregnant with her first child at 50 years old. What do you think of this, man? Do you think that this is okay? I mean, do you think that? She should be having a kid in her 50s because, listen, once this kid is, is you know, 15, she's going to be in her mid-60s, man. It's kind of crazy. A little bit. I was a little surprised by it. But, uh, I mean, it's a uh, it's a Jackson thing. It's always got to be something out of the ordinary. Um, <laughs> it's you know, a Jackson thing. And with her money, there's going to be people to assist in the raising of this child. It's not like it's going to wear her out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, like me and the fiancé talk, and she says, well, I'm going to be 34 soon, and – you know, have a baby, I'm going to be too old. And then you watch a woman at 50 having a kid, and you're like, wow. Like, <laughs> You know, that's how I felt with Tony Randall, phenomenal actor. If you don't know him, odd couple, many amazing TV shows and movies. When he had twins, I believe it was 83 years old he was. I'm like, these kids are not going to know who their father is. You know? Yeah, now, I'm an 83-year-old yeah. man. <laughs> They're going to know that their father was, you know, in his 80s when they had, you know, when he had them. And the only way they're going to know him is through stories through the mother or watching TV. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, you know, it, it, it seems to be men and women are having children at older ages. And, uh, you know, hey, listen, good luck to Janet Jackson. Hope everything works out well. So, All right, man, let's get to our guest. Joining us right now is the incredible Nancy Valen. How you doing, Nancy? Hello, Jonathan. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I am glad to be with you guys. Awesome, awesome. We, 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 Like Jeff said, I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but when we were talking about who we can get on the show, his first just name that he threw out because he's been a big fan of yours, he said, what about Nancy Valen? So that's how I had to reach out to you. So you were one of the first people when, when, we, start, when we rebranded and started the show at the beginning of January. Jeff wanted you on as soon as possible. Oh, I love it. Thank you guys for thinking of me. Sure. First name that came to mind, absolutely. I said, you know, I said, we got to track down Nancy Valen. And then when we found you, I was so excited. We're very excited to have you here. All right, Jeff, I just friended you on Facebook, so you better accept my request, all right? I got Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> there you go. Better better than an autograph. You get a friend uh, request. Awesome. Absolutely. Oh. Thank you. All right, well, um, when we announced that you were coming on, we had a bunch of messages sent to us on Twitter. Um, so... I'm just going to throw this out there and ask you right away so we can, you know, so we can talk about it and answer all the fans' questions. They want to know, are you retired from acting since they haven't really saw you in a long time on television? Yeah, well, um, I got into reality producing and docu-style producing several years ago, and I just kind of slowly transitioned out of that. Producing really took up all all my time, so um, I kind of accidentally stopped. But for now, yes, I am, and... um, you know, thinking about going back, that that could happen for sure at some point. Um, and I've been, um, you know, working with a nutritional company, so uh, loving that, endorsing that product. And, and I mm-hmm. still do, um, you know, host beauty and fitness products and endorse those on TV because it's just a passion of mine, health and wellness. Yeah, I've seen that. I know you added me to one of your nutrition groups. I've been looking through everything, and you're really just you, – you just dove into it head first, and it's really cool to see – uh, you know, you're just helping people out and talking to people. Uh, we're going to get to that in just a little bit because I want to ask you some questions about that. Um, going back to, uh, you know, your acting side, you had a lot of memorable spots. You you weren't in a ton of things, but you were in certain things that everybody seems to remember you from. You had that angelic face that people fell for, and, you know, somebody could just look at a picture and know you right away. Be like, oh, I remember her from this, or I remember her from that. Um, so, you know, something we wanted to ask you because we're curious about it. What were some of your favorite roles in movies and on TV? Like what really stood out? Like, oh, this is, you know, still to this day that you can't believe that you did it. Oh, well, there was a a show called Hull High, and it was actually done by a guy named Kenny Ortega, and he directed Michael Jackson in the movie that, you know, Michael did on that docu-style movie. He also directed um, High School Musical. And... um, So he was amazing to work with, 
And I just love that show because I got to be this, like, sexy teacher, and I got to sing and dance, and it was just really a dream come true. So that was awesome. And also Saved by the Bell, believe it or not, mm-hmm. the one ah. episode I did all those years ago, yeah. it's still one of the favorite things I've ever done because it just for some reason became a fan favorite. I hear that it's the most replayed episode of Saved by the Bell ever. and. Wow. The cast was so much fun. They were just so sweet. They're just awesome people. And um, I'm super excited about this. Mario Lopez is actually going to be making an appearance at my company's event this summer. So I'm super excited to be reunited really? with him. Yeah. That, so that is that so would great. Have to be the, the, two, uh, the two highlights for sure. Loverboy probably come in there as well with Patrick Dempsey. That was an amazing experience. Uh, that's that's one of our favorite movies here. We, Me and Jeff were just talking about that. We absolutely <laughs> adore that movie. It was fun, definitely, for sure. And seemed great. to be super, like, you know, popular with guys of a certain age. Uh, you know, like, like I said, um, you know, the day before Jeff brought your name up, and, and just that very day before, no joke, no lie, we, we were just talking about this, I put Loverboy on for the first time for my wife, and we watched it, and she absolutely loved it. So when we said, you know, when I said to her, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have you know Nancy Valenon from Loverboy," she's like, "Who is that again?" When I show, she's like, "Oh my god, yeah, I remember her from, from you know from Saved by the Bell in a couple of the spots." So it's just, it's, it's mm-hmm. funny, you know. But yeah, we and that, that was back in the day before movie. you know Patrick Dempsey, mm-hmm. you know, made his transformation into growing some muscles, right. and you know, yes. he, he definitely. Did you guys notice the transformation he made? Oh yeah. Yes. That's, oh yeah. yeah. He 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 looks like a totally different person than what he did in the eighties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal movie though. Um, Very talented guy though, for sure. Oh, yeah. Very talented. No doubt about it. So now, what's it like being behind the camera? I know uh, you know you're doing some. Well, you were doing some producing and still are. For years, you were just in front of the camera, and I know you know all of your talent was going towards that, reading scripts and really trying to be uh, who you were in front of the camera. But now you're entertaining a lot of the fans behind it. What's that like, and which do you prefer? Um, for sure, you know, I, I love, love, love bringing people to a project. That's one of my favorite things in the world to think, you know, take take a celebrity like, let's say, Bill Shatner and say, what would, you know, what would be right for him? So I love doing that. I love to put the elements together, you know, where can we sell the show, who would be right to produce it. Um, so that's something I am passionate about and I do like doing. Um, I would have to say, though, I think for me, for acting is, is what I would choose first. Um, there's a, you know, it's all challenging, right? I think anything, any quest that we have in life that's, you know, has great rewards to it is challenging. Yeah. So, and, and you know, they, they both are spec work. So you could be, you know, working 24 hours a day and not sell a show. I was very fortunate to, you know, the first few years that I was producing, we just got every, you know, we got a lot of things done with iconic celebrities. So it was gratifying. But I have to say, I understand the producer's mindset now, um, you know, so I appreciate that more. And there's a lot on their shoulders, and I have so much respect for producers. And and I understand the mindset of actors. And I think that that's probably why I was successful um, in bringing those two together, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, Is is there a role – you know, that you possibly turned down years ago that you wish you would have taken, you know, something that really stands out? Well, actually, I know I ended up doing it later, but I turned down Baywatch when they first brought it to me. Really? And yeah. that was for definitely a mistake because, you know, it, it just catapulted. So it's so funny. I mean, I'm so dating myself. But when I was doing series TV before, you know, Baywatch you know, came on and syndicated it. I don't know if people know, but Baywatch was actually on NBC first. And Uh it was the biggest failure of all time. In fact, when I had a series the next year and I went to the upfront, it was the biggest joke in front of thousands of people. They made fun of Baywatch saying, biggest mistake ever. Well, that turned out to be the biggest mistake, right? So they didn't get the right chance. You know, I don't know what they did wrong, but um, ingenious for those producers. And I think it was David Hasselhoff, and, you know, they all partnered together and brought it back on syndication. So a mistake for me to have turned that down. You know, and at the time, there were really only three networks. I'm really, really aging myself here right now, but there were just the three networks, and even Fox was considered new. I remember I was friends with um, Luke Perry at the time, and he was saying, oh, Nancy, you're so lucky. You've got a, 
you have a network show. I'm on this Fox thing. And because it was Fox, they gave it more of a chance. Because it was syndicated, they gave it more of a chance. So sometimes I think maybe networks would cancel too soon, but they have a lot more on the line. They're probably spending a lot more money per show. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And especially now that it's becoming a, a huge motion picture. I mean, the, I mean, the movie that they're doing right now for it with The Rock playing, I guess, David Hasselhoff's sort of part and uh, all these uh, amazing actresses and actors that they have in it. That That's hilarious. I mean, yeah, we hear funny. so many stories about TV shows and movies being turned away and then they come out years later and they're just blown up. It must have been such a mistake by those people. They must have just really kicked themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definite, definitely. And um, I just love the fact that Zac Efron, um, you know, he's a friend of mine. My family mm-hmm. knows him well. And um, it's just great that he's, you know, doing his part. And I know he's had to cut some serious carbs. And he looks oh, yeah. incredible, though. I mean, he's totally ripped. I love it. Yeah, well, he just made the news for, uh, I think they were running down the beach, and he tripped, and he fell over something, and a rock was just sitting there <laughs> laughing at him, so we just saw that, I think that was a couple of weeks ago, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be good, they're they're doing a lot of publicity for it. Um, now, let's get into your passion for nutrition, uh, tell us, you know, how you got into it, and, you know, if people are looking for any kind of, you know, guidance or help nutritionally, how they can get some help. Mm-hmm. So I just tried the system my girlfriend was doing, and I had to do an infomercial, and I just was really not feeling that low energy, craving sugar, and no matter what I tried, I couldn't get just the last, you know, I had to lose like 10 pounds in a couple weeks. Really important in front of the camera, right? You have extra pressure on you. So she finally just said, you know, just do this. I finally said, okay, I'll just do it. And I lost nine pounds in nine days. My sugar cravings went away. My energy went through the roof. And I got really excited. And then I started getting curious, like, why the heck does this stuff work? Like, what is going on? Are there drugs in here? I didn't trust it. And I just (laughs) found out, basically, that, you know, when you give your body what it needs nutritionally, that you will not crave that stuff and that our food really doesn't have the nutrition that it used to. So let me ask you guys this. How many bowls of spinach do you think it takes to get the same amount of iron that you used to get in the 50s. Oh, wow. I couldn't even Four. guess that. 45. 45. <laughs> Have you had your 45 you bowls of spinach today? <laughs> I said four. 45. How many have eaten 45 bowls of spinach in my lifetime? Right? That reminds it's me of crazy. The, uh, I was going to say, that kind of reminds me of the whole uh, old Total commercials from the late 80s with how many bowls of Total do you need? You know? Ah. Yes, they were onto something with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love it. You know, when you change someone's health, you change their life. I just love having tons of energy, having a quick meal on the run. You know, it's it's been it's been awesome. That's great. Now, are, now, are, are are people coming to you now for help? Is is there a way like you know, if somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, wow, you know, I'm having those types of problems, or I really want to just do something better nutritionally for my life? Is there a way that they can, mm-hmm. you know? you know, learn about what you're doing and how you got into it and all of that good stuff? Yeah, so we're going to be launching a 60-day challenge. But actually, I would say, um, you know, that website's going to be going live. It's just not live yet. Okay. And I'm not 100% about the URL at this point. I believe okay. it's going to be superfood.60, and the word 60 spelled out, super uh, 60daychallenge.com. So superfood.60daychallenge.com. But for any reason, if that doesn't work, if they'd like to, they can. They are welcome to friend me on Facebook and just to mention your show and let me know that they're looking for information about that specifically, and I'm glad to um, add them to our private product support page. So they can reach me on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com forward slash nancy.valen.3 or just search my name, Nancy Valen, and they will find me and my page is public. Great, awesome, and we'll put your uh, URL up on our Facebook page later as well as on our Twitter, and hopefully when you get that new URL going, you let let us know about it, and we'll post that for you as well, because, uh, you know, especially in this day and age with all this, uh, you know, chemically enhanced food going around and, you know, all these GMOs and stuff, everybody's getting into the organic, into the whole nutritional sense of everything, so this is is something that a lot of people are looking into, so it would be nice to uh, give them that kind of information. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, and, you know, personally, I have to ask you this because um, I didn't know this until just a few days ago. And, uh, you know, this isn't a, you know, a fan or, or, or a listener sentence. And this is me. Um, I grew up in Queens, New York. You grew up in Brooklyn. Yes. So we're, we're New That's York product. That's what my dad is. That's, oh, yes. great. 
very so nice. I was born but in I, Brooklyn, but we really lived in Queens, and my dad still lives there today. And in, wow. in, in what part? Um, so he is in Hollis, and oh, nice. I don't, and he's never moved from Hollis all of these years wow. from the 70s, early 70s. And then um, I lived, we lived in the city um, mm-hmm. from when I can remember on the Upper West Side, but I okay. guess when I was born we lived in Queens, and I don't know what part, Rigo okay. Park, does that sound familiar? Yeah, I'm not Rigo sure. Park, yeah. Rigo that, Park, that's, okay. That's, that's Queens. There you go, you remember. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that's great, but also, and I was reading about this, your uh, your father-in-law, Fortune, who passed away, is, is the legendary Dick Van Patten, who also grew mm-hmm. up in Queens. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I mean, Eight is Enough was a, just a staple in, in my household growing up, and he's had so many things. What was it like, you know, just Dick Van Patten is your father-in-law? Was he this happy, jovial guy that we all knew from TV and, and movies? Was was he that same way? He's the guy that, even in his 80s, he had 20-year-olds hanging out with him, clamoring to be with him every single day. He had he was just bigger than life. He always made you laugh. There was never mm. a dull moment. He was one of the most wow. fun people you could ever be around in your entire life. And then he'd make, you know, drama out of little tiny things. So it would always just be fun. You'd always be on a little bit of edge, you know. I mean, he yeah. just made life exciting and fun. And we had the Dick Van Patten rules. Some of them were, you know, never put your top up in your car and you had to drive a convertible. Always know your order before you get to a restaurant. Real men do not ever drink out of a straw. Never sit wow. in a booth, right, because you always have to be able to have a quick exit. I think he learned that yes. from, like, the gangsters he used to hang out with back in the day. Oh, wow. Um, you know, always take a cold shower or definitely the cold at the end. You have to jump in the water, freezing water every New Year. So, you know, we have these little things that we take people through if they would like to be a Van Patten. So if either of you guys would like to be, we can give you the Van Patten test for sure. Oh, I like it. That would be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> That is so web, cool. Put that on the website, man. Our video becoming the honorary Van Patten. Next yes, time I'll give you all the things, and you can go through them and do them. We we would we would absolutely do that in a heartbeat. That would be phenomenal. Thank okay. you for uh, sharing that. That's that's awesome. Well, Nancy, thank you so so much for joining us. Hopefully, we can get you back in the future, and once you get the sixty day challenge going, we can get you on to talk a little bit more about that and. Um, it, it's it's just been so much fun. I mean, we've been big fans of yours for so many years, and to be able to have you on our show and talk to us, um, just absolutely incredible. Thank you for being so oh. incredible and, and gracious to us. Thank you. You guys have a, an amazing show, and um, and I'm excited to, to listen into more. So thanks so much, you guys. Great. Thank you that so much, Nancy. Have a good night. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was the incredible Nancy Vallon. Man, she is just uh, as sweet as could be. Absolutely what you saw in, in, in pr- pretty much in her spots on television and in movies. She's she, she's that way. It's not even it's not her playing a character. She's just she's 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 phenomenal, man. I um can't believe it. I can't believe I was talking to Jenny. That's her. That's Jenny. <laughs> All these years later. Um the Van yep. Patten thing's hilarious. She's great. She uh like I said, I've always been a fan and um just great and a lot of people just admire how beautiful she is and we put her pictures on Facebook and so many people were liking him and yes. uh, way to go Nancy and all these people just love her so she just seems like a lovable person and uh, it was great really great having her tonight um, that's it man we, we just get the great guests we've got great people everybody that comes on this show is personable it's fun a lot of people tell us it's more like having a conversation having an interview it's like hanging out and just chatting about stuff and chatting about life and uh seems to be no one here absolutely man and and i'm so happy i asked her about her father dick van patten um you know he he passed away uh you know in the middle of last year i mean who doesn't know dick van patten didn't know that that was her father-in-law so that was pretty cool to know that you know somebody we're a fan of is also related to somebody we're fans of as well. So that's really, really cool. I mean, seriously, his his roles in, in, in Eight is Enough and Spaceballs, uh, Soylent Green, uh, you know, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I mean, he just, man, that, he's such a legendary, iconic actor. And cool to know, you know, he grew up in Queens like I did. Really cool stuff as well. So I was always a big fan of that as well. And, uh, you know, love that she shared that tidbit with us, man. So we got to find out more from Nancy. I'm going to hit her up on Facebook. And I'm going to ask her, what are all the Van Patten rules? And I think you and I need to go through them, make a video, and see if we can become honorary Van Pattens. I like it. Heck, let's throw it out there to uh, stoop listeners, man. Put it on the website. Uh, the whole Van yeah. Patten challenge. 
I kind of love it. Yeah, it's listen, great. everybody's doing the Tebow bow and the dabbing and 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 the whips and nays. Let's 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 get this going, man. Let's hashtag this and let's do the Van Patten. I like it. I like it. Awesome stuff, man. Nancy's just uh, man. That was such a great thing. If you want to get more help with your nutrition, with your fitness, uh, with your overall. Uh, you know, just value of life and to feel better and get your energy going, you can check out Nancy on Facebook, facebook.com slash nancy.valen.3. We'll throw up her uh, personal Facebook over on the Facebook uh, page for The Stoop as well as our Twitter. And I'm going to turn it around, and also we're going to put it on our new website. So you can check out our new website, www.stoopradio.com. It's not 100% done yet, but it's almost there. But you can check it out. Um, you know, you can go through the list of all of our uh, shows. We have a guest of the week. We're going to get our top fives up there. You can find out a little bit about Jeff and I. You can find out a little bit more about our par- our partners and sponsors and some of our featured guests. And for this week and then next week, because we're just we haven't even launched yet, but our guest of the week is Lilith from Lilith and the Night. Phenomenal band from England. Phenomenal talent Lilith is. So she's our guest of the week over at StoopRadio.com, Jeff. Tremendous. Yeah, got to join the website. Although you're not ready to get my picture of uh, me in a kilt yet, but that's coming up soon. As oh, we yeah. promised, be me in a kilt. I know it's going to bring all the listeners. Uh, but yeah, the Nancy Valen thing, the nutrition thing, that's going to be awesome. My uh, fiance, as you know, is huge into the CrossFit scene, and she likes working out. And she's trying to find just that perfect diet that satisfies her and, and gets the good foods. And uh, Matter of fact, I know she's listening tonight. She already texted me and said, find out more about uh, Nancy and this nutrition thing. I want to find out about the foods. And uh, that's great. You know what I mean? She's into a new avenue now, Nancy Dallin with nutrition and uh, more great stuff here on the stoop. We bring you everything. Nutrition, uh, rock music, uh, beer. <laughs> we bring it <everything. laughs> No, it's listen, man. It's great, man. We talk about everything here. We've had on people from from music, movies, sports, professional wrestling, television, I, you know, it's it's a real fun atmosphere here at the Stoop. We we really do have a lot of fun doing this. Listen, Jeff and I don't make a lot of money doing this. We put money into doing this. Um, it's just a passion. It's a dream we have. So, you know, listen, if you own a business or you want advertising here, you know, we're always looking to branch out, bring in more partners, bring in more sponsors. You can contact us uh, via our website at stoopradio.com. Check it out. Hit up the uh, contact form and, uh, you know, talk. And, you know, it's listen, we've reached over 1 million listens, Jeff. 1 million okay. listens. We're one of the hottest shows on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're live every Monday night, sometimes even Thursdays. Um, you know, it's just we have a lot of fun here, man. We really do. And, uh, you know, I got to say – rebranding from just nothing but sports talk to an open forum basically about everything in life, man. You know, it, 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 was, it was a great change because we get to talk to people like Nancy Vallon, um, Danny Boy O'Connor, Lilith, Sagan Amory, um, Ed Roman had a blast with him, Stevie Ray from the Harlem Heat, Donica Knight, Chucky Brown from the NBA. You know, if we didn't do this, we wouldn't be able to talk to these people, man, because we'd just be focusing on sports. And I feel like, uh, you know, this has been a really fun time uh, doing this. So, you know, we'll keep it coming, man. We have some great, 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 great guests coming up. Uh, off the bat, May 18th, next Monday, Brian Quinn, the guitarist of Candlebox, man. Everybody knows Candlebox. He's going to be here May 18th, May 23rd, uh, also from Candlebox. And his other band, Royal Bliss, Sean Hennessy, and Gang are going to be here. Those are two shows that you put together, Jeff. How does it feel, man, that you were able to get Candlebox and Royal Bliss for the stoop, man? It's massive for me. And when you talk about doing the show and everything we put into the show, um, it's a part of me that wants to reach out to listeners, but a part of me is a fan that's geeked out. This this month is almost May. It's almost like Jeff the Shark Month, man. Nancy Valen, huge fan of Nancy. Candlebox is one of my all-time favorite bands, and and Brian Quinn, like we said, next week and uh, next Monday, um, was a local guy, Philly guy, played with Octane and played with Foster Child, and, and he's such a great musician. And now he's with Candlebox, 
and their new stuff is terrific. Check out their new album. It's, it's outstanding. He's going to be here next week. And Sean's a guy I've met personally. I've seen him play with uh, the Gracious Few. I've seen him play with Live. I've seen him play with Candlebox and now Royal Bliss. And he's excited about getting Royal Bliss's name uh, a little more northern, a little more east coast. It's great stuff. And to put it together and talk to these guys, even just through social media and get together and have them say to me, hey, man, thanks. I'm really excited to get to this. I'm really excited to do this. It's amazing, man. I'm, I'm on top of the world every Monday night. This is like the greatest thing to me. I love it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I Listen, I get it, man. We're, we're <laughs> along for this ride together, man. We're having a blast doing it. So, uh, you know, and listen, man, I you know, I reached out the other day because we had some phenomenal people reach out to us. Be like, hey, you know what? We want to book uh, ourselves or we want to book our talent if they're managers and agents, uh, you know, on your show. That's how popular the show is getting. So if you're listening and, and you're an act, uh, you're an actor, you're an actress, you're an athlete, you're a former athlete, former professional wrestler, an author, you, you, you run a very popular blog, you know, to talk about life or, or whatever, you know, reach out to us. Uh, we would love to have you on the show because we think talking about everything and introducing people that maybe don't have that kind of a platform to our listeners and to people who could really find things useful that you have to say and do. Um, you know, we love to showcase that kind of stuff here on the stoop. So head it over www.stoopradio.com. It's not officially launched, but we're going to throw it out there because it's almost yeah. done and, uh, we're proud of it. So go over there, hit us up on the contact form. If you need us fun times, uh, I want to thank Nancy for joining us tonight. Absolutely incredible person. I can't wait to have her back on. Also, Monday, May 30th, country singer Richard Lynch is going to be here on a stoop. We're going to talk to Richard about his, uh, you know, singing career, uh, you know, being in country music. And we're also going to listen to a couple of his tunes. Really up and coming guy. And he's another Michael Stover guy, man. So I was going to say, there's a guy we got to give props to, Michael Stover. He's got tremendous talent. He's become a friend of the show. Um, a guy that really has some great up-and-coming artists, like we said, Donica Knight and uh, uh, Madeline Victoria. and uh, He's got great groups, and he's a great guy, man. He's uh, been a big part of the show. We... Yeah. Oh, we lost Jeff. We lost Jeff, unfortunately, man. So, uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, listen, so let's go down through the guest list. Uh, hopefully we can get Jeff back on with us in a second. Uh, May 18th, Monday, Brian Quinn of Candlebox. Monday, May 23rd, Sean Hennessy of also Candlebox and Royal Bliss. And then May 30th, Monday, country singer Richard Lynch. So for Jeff Perini, unfortunately, we just lost him. Um, we can't get him back on for some reason. Don't know why, but this is the uh, – these are the breaks podcast. Don't understand it. Don't know why, but uh, it happens. Hey, why, Jeff, you back? I'm back. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, it was bizarre. I lost me. I'm back. Yeah, listen, man. You know what? These are the little quirks of running a internet-based radio show that happens from time to time. Um, it sucks, you know. But unfortunately, <laughs> we can only thank Blog Talk Radio for that. Um, they do that to us a lot, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go through it again. Brian Quinn of Candlebox. Uh, this upcoming Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sean Hennessy from Royal Bliss as well as uh, Candlebox Monday, May 23rd, and country singer Richard Lentz Monday, May 30th. Jeff, another fun show, man. Likewise, terrific. Uh, again, thank you, Nancy. Uh, thank you again. Another shout-out because she's loving the shout-outs. My fiance Cassie, finally got the tune in. She works late uh, at night, so she finally got a live listening and uh, – Thanks for listening. Uh, family and friends, a lot of people of mine said I'm going to start listening more, and that's great. And, uh, again, excited for Brian, excited for Sean in the upcoming weeks, and uh, excited for my main man, Mr. Don, uh, Mr. Jonathan Regis, because without you, none of this is possible, brother. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. We also got to thank a lot of other people. Listen, we, we rebranded the show in January. Uh, we have, you know, over 100 and I think 80 episodes on here now. Uh, on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, since we rebranded, we just launched at the beginning of 2016. Have to thank actor Kevin Sorbo as our first guest here on The Stoop, um, author and entrepreneur Jesse Itzler, beautiful and phenomenal actress Jamie Bernadette, our good friend, former NBA vet and champ Chucky Brown, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Lee Gottlieb of That Metal Show, our very good friend, uh, and he's, he's like a brother to me, Dan Gutschmidt of Adrenaline, Jessica from Psyche, Madeline Victoria, 
the inc- the crazy and incredible Phil Moore from Nick Arcade. He was he was nuts. Yeah. He was nuts, but in a fun way. Uh, Xander Demos, phenomenal guitar. WCW star Buff Bagwell, the fabulous Donica Knight, Stevie Ray of Harlem Heat, the the wacky Ed Roman, who we love so much. Mick James, awesome dude. Lilith from Lilith and the Knight, who is 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 by far one of our favorites here. We hold Lilith and her band close to our hearts because they they are just absolutely phenomenal, up and coming, blowing up the scene in Europe. And, uh, you know, you know, this was the first show that they did here in America. Uh, so that's really cool. Sagan Amory of Caveat, really cool band, really cool girl. And uh, Danny Boy from House of Pain. Um, these have been our guests so far on The Stoop for 2016. And without them, um, you know, we, we would still have a show, but it wouldn't be as exciting, Jeff. So we had some really phenomenal guests on in 2016, man. Sure have. It's been great, and uh, I think back, it seems like a long time ago where I first came on with uh, your show with Jesse Itzler and uh, calling him from my cell phone and totally amateuring out and not knowing what to say, to now you can't shut me the hell up. I just run to my mouth, got my uh, little studio here, my microphone, and uh, it, again, man, it's bringing a little tear to the eyes. It's such a great ride. I love it so yeah, very much. Absolutely. Uh, again, thanks everybody out there that supports us. We yeah. love it. Also, you know what, and I'm going to throw this out there because we do have some time left. I've been asked on my, my personal Twitter a couple of times, who's been my favorite guest? And I said it straight up. Jesse Itzler um, has been one of my favorite guests uh, uh, all around because, uh, you know, I found his book and I find his life and I find his personality um, just absolutely inspiring. Such a Such a really good guy. Um, also, I went with uh, Jennifer Lee Gottlieb. She she was absolutely splendid. Lilith from Lilith in the Night, just 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 a beautiful soul. And uh, you know what? I'm going to throw it in. Nancy Vallon, uh, you know, another beautiful beautiful soul. Um, you know, doing good things for good people. And uh, you know, just uh, you know, she she was so gracious with us tonight. Um, and, and I really enjoyed uh, speaking with her. And I can't wait to speak to her some more. Um, got to throw it in there. So I got to ask you now, since you know, they, they asked me that question. I put that up on Twitter just the other day. Who have been some of your favorite guests, if not your 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 total favorite, that we've had here on The Stoop in 2016? That's tough because I kind of love them all. Um, yeah, Like I, I said, as far as, um, as far as that one person that you've always wanted to talk to through the years, Nancy Valen. Uh, I've always been a big fan of hers. And like I said, when you think back to your little uh, your 80s crush and uh, – an actress that, you know, you always liked, and then you got her here. It's amazing. But, uh, yeah, Lilith was fantastic. Uh, Jennifer Gottlieb. Um, <laughs> Phil Moore was fantastic. He's he's wild. Mick James <laughs> is wild. So we got some people here that are wild. I like that. I like the guys that just let it run with it. Like last week we had Danny Boy on. He's like, uh, can I curse? And you're like, yeah, man, go for it. Let it rip here, man. Uh, uh, everybody's been great. The guys have been uh, funny and wild. The girls have been uh, classy and uh, – yeah, man, it's it's hard to pick one, but uh, I think uh, I think out of all of them, uh, I've, I've kept uh, I, I've talked uh, time to time with Lilith and uh, and Sagan about their uh, about their stuff, and uh, you get excited for uh, upcoming bands, and you just wish you can fund them all to Philadelphia PA and have one massive show with all these great acts that we have. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Listen, you know what? And we try not to filter anybody here in the stoop because we don't filter ourselves. But, you know, if somebody does get out of hand, you know, we do kind of cool it. Um, I know Kevin Sorbo and I got into a little bit of a uh, political discussion, which I I really do hate talking politics. I just really needed to get his feel on something because uh, he's very political on Facebook. And I wanted to ask him a question. And he, you know, he just, you know, he kind of took it and went on with something else. Which, you know, happens with certain topics, and, you know, politics is always a, a touchy subject, um, but I think, uh, you know, he kind of handled himself in, 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 a, in a classy way before it could get too far, thank, thankfully. Um, you know, so listen, if you want to come on and you want to drop the F-bomb or the S-bomb during a conversation with us, we're all for that. You know, this is a late night show. Um, well, to me, 8.30 is a late night. Um, I'm an old man now, so... Um, my kid doesn't let me sleep, so yeah, it's it's always a late night for me at eight thirty. But uh, you know, listen, man, we have a good time with our guests, and I'm I'm really looking forward to talking to Brian Quinn on Monday from Candlebox. Um, that's going to be really fun. You know, the songs you 
Far Behind. You know, those are songs that are on my MP3 player, man. And now to have Brian Quinn on yeah. with us, it's going to be some kick-ass show, man, Monday. It's going to be great. Um, probably, yeah, we'll, we'll try to get in touch with him and find out what songs he wants to get on because the new album is really great. I listened to it yesterday. Um, there's some good songs on that new album. I'd like to get some stuff played out here. And uh, said, talk to Brian about you know the big change from the local Philly scene out to the you know, California now, man, and rocking with the, the big-time stars. You know, I love Candlebox. I love Kevin Martin. It's been a band that I've liked from the very first time I heard them. And uh, to have a local guy make good and get out there with these guys, that's exciting. And I'm so excited that he's going to be here. It's going to be great. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a good one. So, anyway, uh, let's thank Nancy once again for joining us. We'll be back Monday night. Unfortunately, no show this Thursday. Um, personal reasons, work-related reasons for me. It's my fault. You can blame me. You can write me on my Facebook or the Stoop Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> Tell me what a horrible person I am. Um, I get it. I'd rather be here doing this show, but uh, – there's a thing called putting food on the table for my family. And, uh, yeah, it takes a little bit of a uh, – <laughs> the show takes a little bit of a backseat to that. So uh, my fault. Yeah. But um, Jeff and I will be back we'll, Monday. And we'll we'll do something new on Thursday. We'll do something new on Thursdays, um, if you like. Um, fan of the show, fan of the Stoop, posts on the Stoops page and take me out for a beer. It's going to be Thursday night, uh, live with the If you take me out for a beer to a local drinking establishment, I'll sit there and drink it, and uh, I'll give you one half of the uh, greatest new radio team, the Stoop, uh, Jeff the Shark Perny. It's out there, folks, every Thursday night. <laughs> take the Stoop, uh, excuse me, take the Shark out for a beer on Thursday nights, man, because uh, I'll be at work, so Jeff, uh, he'll be lonely. His uh, fiance works late night, so he's home alone, crying. Into his pillow. Take I'm him out for doing the, I'm doing the stoop without the uh, without the radio. Stare at the TV and uh, somebody might be on TV like uh, like Steve Harvey. Uh, who'll be doing Family Feud and I'll be uh, simulating interview him. Steve, uh, how you doing tonight, man? The survey says and it's a mess. So please take me out for a beer, please. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. All right, man. <laughs> Well, we're going to end the show, and I'm going to go back to singing the uh, theme song to What's Happening in My Head, because I've been singing that for the last couple of hours. Don't know why. Didn't watch What's Happening. Just uh, popped into my head a little while ago, and I've been just humming it along and singing in my head, so uh, it's driving me crazy. Good times, anytime, any place. All right, forget. Anyway, uh, we'll be back Monday night with Brian Quinn of Candlebox. Thank you, Nancy Val, for joining us. You're just a wonderful, wonderful soul. Can't wait to have you back on. For The Shark, Jeff Perini, I'm Jonathan Ragus. We'll see you all Monday. Good night, everybody. <laughs>